0: Hello, hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. We have really been
1: enjoying sharing our lives with you and connecting on a more personal level. And we thought it would be really fun to bring on our families. It's the holiday season and they have been such a big part of our journey and our transition into plant-based eating. And although some of our family members have done this kicking and screaming, there, are been, they, there have been people in our lives who've really accommodated us. And so we wanted to highlight them and thank them and share their part of the story uh, in our overall plant-based lifestyle. So we're going to start with my stepmom, and I'm very excited to bring her on. She has been such a fantastic um, sport in <laughs> not knowing anything about plant-based eating and then, uh, and then we're going to take a little break and bring Michelle's mother-in-law on, and we'll introduce her after Lisa's episode. So for now, please enjoy our conversation with my stepmom, Lisa. I'm super excited to have you on. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Okay, so I want to jump in. We met when I was 11. And you had all kinds of um, ideas probably about how we ate. We really lived a bachelor's life, me and my dad. And we would eat hot dogs and um, chili, chili on top of it and a lot of top ramen. So what was that like coming in as a mom? Wow,
2: that is a really good question. Coming in as a mom to, uh, I would say, a food tornado <laughs> was, <laughs> was a very, um, very very different experience for me um, as when I came in, I had one child at the time. And so my uh, look on meals were three meals a day, uh, a very rare snack in between and trying to get a balanced meal. Um, so when I came into George, Tony and Gabe's life, it was like, oh, okay, let's see, let's try to take steps and let's see what we can do with those steps. Because I know change is hard. And I know with everything that was happening, there was a lot of changes going on. So I just tried to, to get to it as easy as possible without, um, many hiccups.
1: Yeah, I would down like, a bag of Doritos for dinner that my dad would get the family size Doritos and I would eat that as dinner. So I could only imagine as someone who ate three proper meals per day, having a kid really eat dinner whenever they felt like it and then have it be
2: a big bag of Doritos. That could be a big shocker it was very, a huge shocker. And so trying to go in and not necessarily change the habits, but at least try to break some of those habits to eat a little bit more healthier was a little bit of challenge. But um, soon after a while, everybody got on board and they're like, oh, I feel more filled. I get more different varieties. So let's try to keep this going. Mm -hmm. And your whole family is into food. I remember you and your
1: brother cooking up really good good meals uh, with things I had never even tried. And I, I, I think that that was such a good intro
2: for me into good food. Yes, absolutely. Um, As a huge uh, Hispanic family, we always try to have different types of things outside of having Mexican food. So we were always kind of like, you want to say experimenting with different types of foods. And it's always good to be a guinea pig on trying those types of things. So Mm -hmm. I tried to expand everybody's horizons when it came to different foods.
1: Yeah. And I, I only kept you on your toes forever after that. So I, (laughs) I've got, I got to eating what you wanted me to eat, but then sometime down the line, I was like, Oh, I'm a vegetarian. And I, I know that that was a big, a big difference for the family. What was that like for you? It was a huge difference, but
2: I would say it was, um, not too high of a hurdle to, to do. Um, It was just a matter of being respectful to everybody's needs at the table. Um, You know, you have the meat eaters and then the vegetables and then some that don't eat too much at all. So I was just trying to make sure that there was enough variety for everybody to at least get full from dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever it may be. So trying to make sure that there was a mix of all of the different things that everybody would like. Um, was just change, you know, just a little bit of a change. So when I went to the grocery store, it was more like, okay, I know this person needs this and that person needs that. So let me go ahead and get all of those three types of different things and make sure (laughs) that every meal was prepared with those three different things so that everybody at least ate at one time and had something that they liked.
1: Yeah. And I know my dad, especially, he thought it was going to be a phase. I remember him being like, this is going to be a phase. It's like just going to be this next month of this, and then we'll go back to normal. Uh, So did you think that
2: it was going to be a phase for me? No. In the beginning, I thought maybe so, because, you know, when you're young, you go through these different fads and trends and stuff. So I thought it was just something that, oh, because of track at the time, you know, my my coach is telling me this. So let me try it. And once I seen that you were doing the research and you were taking it seriously, I knew not, not so much as how much dramatic the change was going to be for you, but yet, um, how, um, how long term it was going to be, uh, when you started doing the research on it i was like okay she's really taking this serious and then when i noticed when you were not eating on the plate that was served to you then i was like okay so this may <laughs> be something serious and yep. and you are right your dad was very doubtful he thought that you this was just going to be something short term and you know i always tried to tell him i said you know what we might want to take this a little serious so in time he he got on board it took him a little bit longer than most but he got on board
1: yeah. Yeah, I remember talking to my dad. I had been vegan for probably about five years, and he came to visit the farm I was working on and, and got to see me in action doing what I loved with farmed animals. And I think that was really when it clicked for him that this is not a fat, this is not a trend, this is not a, a passing phase. It's something that's really
2: important. And I think that that was a really, really big shift for my dad. Oh, yes, definitely. The farm experience was a huge experience for both him and I um, just seeing the love and the true. I remember—I don't really, I'm sorry, but I don't remember the cow's name, but the cow, the cow was <laughs> Stanley. Stanley was huge for me because the passion that you I seen uh, in your eyes, Tony, and and the cows, it was it was extreme. And, you know, you opened up a little bit for your dad to see, wow, yeah, this is definitely going to be something that's long term and probably permanent. Yeah. I I, I want to
1: talk a little bit about uh, holidays because we're now in holiday season and people are thinking about uh, their Thanksgiving and their Christmas and and planning their meals. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? I remember the very first time you made all of the meals uh, vegetarian, vegan friendly, except the turkey. And I, I, I just think that is such a gift for me as the only vegan at the table to be able to eat with my family and it meant so much so what was that like for you to step out of your comfort zone to do things to, to, to try new foods to try cooking new foods not even try try them as eating but try cooking them in your home uh, what was that experience like
2: well, the very first time I could tell you, it was, it was like, again, I was stepping in water that I've never, uncharted water, that I've never, I was like, okay, you know, I am very easy going with adapting to different things. So with this, I took it, did my research, and I was like, okay, these little simple meals or little simple dishes. I can do this, I can do that, and I can do that. But I also wanted to keep the tradition of the turkey just for the rest of the family, because yes, Mm -hmm. we had one different, but I also wanted to keep it somewhat okay for everybody else so that they're like, oh, you know, Lisa changed everything just for Tony, but (laughs) I wanted to make everybody feel like they were still part of the family. So making those different dishes wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It was more easier to say that, you know, this dish and that dish was much easier than the other dishes I may have prepared at the time or even before. So um, it was definitely out of my comfort zone. But now that I got that one Thanksgiving, that one holiday under my belt, now it's easy peasy for me. Because when I know we're having a family gathering or a holiday, I know, okay, I'm going to do these dishes for Tony and Paul. And then I'm going to do these dishes for the rest of the family so that everybody feels included.
1: Mm -hmm. And what, what was it like to learn how to look up those recipes? Did you, did you go online and research? How were you
2: accommodating me? Um, some of the research I did on my own online, but when I felt like I was, um, I couldn't find what I was looking for. My, my number one resource was Tony. (laughs) It was you. I would go and I would ask you, Hey, where can I find this? Or what do you think about this dish? And, you know, you would give me pointers and it's easier to find the certain item over here or over there or whatever. So you were really, really a huge, huge help when, When I was trying to look for recipes, or I was trying to make something taste better, when it came to the vegan dishes.
1: Uh, Thank you, hey Michelle, uh, you're a little bit quieter over there, and I want to bring you in. Is there (laughs) anything that you've been dying to know about my experience? Because now you have some insider, some an insider into my
0: life. I have all (laughs) of these questions popping up, Bennett, but just I didn't want to interrupt you guys around such a flow. Lisa, what was it like for you when, um, when you would cook all these different dishes with Tony in mind? Did you feel like they were received just as well by the rest of the family or was the family sort of skeptical of these vegan dishes that you were making in addition to the ones they were familiar with?
2: That's definitely a good question because it's interesting that all of the family knew that I was making these specific dishes that they were vegan. I would just say, okay, this dish is vegan, that dish is vegan, and this is a normal dish, blah, blah, blah. But everybody received it as a new experience because they want – they're still – scared to try vegan dishes or, you know, go that route, but being exposed to it, they're like, Oh, you know what? I really like that. Can I have the recipe? And Oh, you know what? Talk to Tony, she'll have the recipe for you. No problem. Kind of thing. So they were really, really receptive to trying the new dishes, whether they liked it or not, it was totally up to them. And if they didn't like it, they didn't have to eat it the next time they came over and they knew. So they were really, really acceptant of all of the types of dishes that I would prepare for, for vegan.
0: That's awesome, and I've had the experience a few times where family members of mine would reach out when I would be when I would be spending time with them in advance, being like, "Hey, where can I? What's like a vegan cheese?" or asking about ingredients, and to be asked for guidance on how to cook vegan by someone who's being that thoughtful, who's in your family, just like lights your heart on fire. Tony, how did that feel when Lisa was coming to you, trying to get? your guidance and just being so supportive of the steps that you were making in a very different direction from everyone else in the family?
1: I think that um, the one year she made me a carrot cake with a vegan cream cheese frosting and a black bean a fully vegan soup for my birthday. And everyone at the table ate this vegan meal with me. And I think that that is such the greatest gift that all of that effort and care and accommodation. And I know that this was done solely for me there. I, I'm the vegan in the family. So uh, she has done all this research research just because she cares about me. And it just, it still makes me so grateful that my family has supported me and that Lisa specifically has em- embraced where I am and has accommodated
2: it. Yeah. Um, embracing is exactly the word. Um, I try to make each and every child be, or I'm sorry, sibling be um, uh, special and on their birthday or any special event. So f- specifically for Tony, um, I loved trying the, the cakes, uh, making them from scratch. And knowing that she's going to be able to enjoy it because we all know Tony loves to eat. And <laughs> yep, that's the truth. Being able to celebrate her birthday and eat the cake, and everybody enjoy it, not just Tony or oh, the whole entire family, which is heartwarming for me to see her in her eyes, see the appreciation and everybody else enjoy at the same time. So that just lights my heart up, just in general.
1: I talked a lot about this on our podcast that in our culture, food is such a big expression of love and affection and and a way to spend time with family. So those things are especially meaningful to me.
0: Yeah, the 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 interesting thing is when you decide to go vegan or plant-based or even just eat in any way differently from the norm, you have to let go of any, it's just kind of like, To be a happy person, you need to have zero expectations of the people around you. And a big part of that is your family. So if you're expecting people to cater to you or to make sure there's always options, you just, you can't expect that. You just have to be prepared to not eat or um, eat beforehand or just have all these resources to to make sure that you're going to be okay and you hold that burden on yourself. And when you do have a family member that really steps up and is beyond thoughtful about something that they certainly have no mandate to be, it is such a special beautiful thing. Like I'm so grateful for the people in my life who have who have taken the initiative to be just really thoughtful about food around me because it's not something that I ever expected or even really thought about them doing and so every time someone does make a thoughtful food gesture, I'm just so warm-hearted.
1: <laughs> so, for anyone who's listening, there there are people who are listening to this podcast and uh, they're doing some research of their own because they're kid has just become plant-based and, uh, it being the holiday season, can you give any advice to those people who are just stepping into it? They may feel a little bit out of their comfort and, um, and wanting to accommodate their family members who are vegetarian or vegan.
2: Uh, yes. So start slow, do your research and small recipes were, are always the win, the winning recipes, um, like. When I started doing things, simple things for our family gatherings for Tony, it was like simple things like making sure that it was fresh fruit or fresh fresh vegetables and a rice or starch dish, small. Once you start incorporating small, the bigger things become very, very easy.
1: That's good. That's really good. And also, uh, something that I like to do is I like to share food too. So I recommend to anyone also encourage your kids to help be part of. Be part of the meal. I love bringing food for my family to share. And Lisa has tried our recipes. She actually recipe tested for all my books, uh, including the Friendly Vegan Cookbook that Michelle
2: wrote. That's absolutely true. And I can tell you, <laughs> one of my best dishes that I tried was the um, the lentil tacos. Oh, nice! Um, yes, those were that was one of my best dishes that I tested and and prepared. And I always fall back on that when I just want to do something quick and simple and not have to worry about, um, anything, just throw it in a crock pot and it's done (laughs) basically. And and you, uh,
1: and you have made the chilaquiles too. And my sister too, Elena, she's made the vegan chilaquiles.
2: Yes. Yes. And my number one switch that I have done um, completely has moved from the regular chorizo to chorizo. That's my favorite. I love that. And I will use it in everything, basically. That makes me very happy. (laughs) All right. Well,
1: thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your experience. Uh, I know that a lot of people are going to find this episode helpful.
0: I also am, would be so fascinated to go back and see how Tony would have turned out had you not been like that first really important, healthy influence in her life. So I, I just have to say thank you, Lisa, for being that for Tony. <laughs> thank you for having me.
1: This would, we would have like um. The Doritos website. How
0: many ways can you eat Doritos? Yeah, the, the accidental vegan, veganized chips. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.
1: Oh, I love that conversation with Lisa. She, she makes me so happy and I'm so grateful for everything that she's done to accommodate me and to learn and grow with me. It makes the experience much easier and less lonely.
0: Yeah, I think it's really rare to have someone in your life who is as warm and fuzzy, sweet, kind, um, and goes so far out of her way to make sure everyone feel um, comfortable and mothered. And I just, I love her so much. The other person that we're bringing on today is someone in my life who has made me feel that way. <laughs> And that is my husband's mama. And um, yeah, just to give a little bit of backstory, I met my husband, Dan, in college. I went vegan a little bit before him. I had a... um, animal rights and ethics society that I started. A bunch of my friends started going vegetarian and then vegan. And so I slowly, his friend group around him, we were friends at the time, all started going vegan one by one. And eventually he jumped on the bandwagon too. (laughs) And so soon after that, when we started dating he went back home and sort of broke the news to his family. It really does feel like a coming out story of sorts um, when you have to tell your family that you're eating in a completely different way than they are used to. And so I'm excited to chat with Mama Miller about her experience learning that her son, her Ohio born and raised meat and potatoes loving son went vegan. All right, we are so excited to welcome on my husband's mama, therefore my (laughs) mama-in-law. Joyce Miller, welcome. Hi, thanks. So we wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about your experience as a mom to your son living in Ohio in the United States, Um, coming home one day pretty spontaneously saying, hey, mom, I don't eat any of the food that you've been making me all of my life anymore. <laughs> I'm vegan. Had you even heard of the word then? How did that go down? Can you tell us a little bit about that experience?
3: Well, it was, it was rather shocking. Um, I, I knew of vegans. There were none in our family. We did have a vegetarian. But um, when he came home and told me that, I was just floored um i said what <laughs> what are you talking about and he says well i'm i'm gonna be vegan now and i said why <laughs> and he told me that there was a group of um, friends at school and you were all going to work harder to um, be good to the environment so he decided he was going to do that too and i said oh well, I said, what are you going to eat? <laughs> and he said, oh, don't worry about that, mom. I said, I'm not going to be able to cook for you. I have nothing here for you. <laughs> and he said, oh, don't worry, mom. And he said, "I'll I'll take care of myself. He said, I'll, I'll make my dinners when I come home. So So don't worry about a thing. Needless to say, I worried anyway. I was very nervous. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to feed him. <laughs> Not that he was a child, but, you know, as a mom, you always want to feed your children when they come home. So um, it was it was kind of scary for me.
0: Actually. Yeah. First of all, I've never ho- heard you tell this story before. And it's just making my heart melt. Like, what a sweet Little Dan going, saying, I want to help the environment like my friends at school. (laughs) That's so cute. But yeah, so when when Dan first went vegan, he shifted the way that he was eating pretty dramatically and started eating really healthfully at the same time as um, he started running a lot and was just getting really active and got very fit and actually lost a lot of weight too. And I know that was something that he would say, Oh my God, my mom thinks I'm just turning into a scrawny little wasting away vegan, like not getting my nutrients and all of this. So not only was it, you were worried about how do I cook for my son, but also is he going to be okay? Can you tell us a little bit more about what that felt like and your, your thoughts at that time?
3: Well, you know, usually when, when kids go off to college, they gain that freshman 15 and you know they get bigger than they were when they left home. And When Dan came home, and just like you said, every time he came home, he was a little more thin and a little more thin. (laughs) I was like, are you eating? And he's like, yeah, I'm eating fine. I'm like, are you sure you just, you have, I said, you look wonderful. But I said, you've lost so much weight. (laughs) Because when he left, you know, he was a, a lineman in high school football. So he was a, he was a big, strong guy and not that he's not strong but he was no longer big <laughs> so it was it was a real change i mean he looked wonderful but i did worry that you know he was losing you know vitamins and you know his nutrients although i i knew he was eating vegetables and so forth
0: but i was i was a little worried cuz he did lose so much weight did you ever think about so, like going to the doctor being like we need to get you checked out because so much of the nutrition knowledge that many of us grew up with is that you need milk for strong bones, you need meat for your protein, and especially being so active, I'm sure those things played into your mind too. Like where is he possibly gonna get all of this from?
3: Well, he he tried to explain it to me that <laughs> that, you know, he was getting all of his nutrients from the foods that he was eating and Um, I had, you know, I started reading up on it. I'm like, are you taking B12? Are you, (laughs) are you doing all the right things? And he assured me he was, but it was just, it was just so strange when he came home. I used to worry about what I was going to make. And I used to, um, start, if I knew he was coming, start trying to plan ahead of time so I could have things for him that he would enjoy. So.
0: So yeah. What, I was... Oh, go ahead. No, that's, that's okay. Um, so done. what were, what were some of his favorite foods and foods that you'd make for the family before that were then off the table? And then how did you sort of adjust? Because from my memory, I was always blown away. It was always <laughs> Mama Miller's got the hookup of vegan food whenever we came to town. So tell us a little bit about that. Well,
3: um, before he became vegan, he was my, you know, he loved cheeseburgers, and he loved my Swiss steak, and I mean, he, I then he could not have any more because of the meat involved, and, and the dairy, and all that good stuff, but I, um, I started looking at recipes that I had, and marking off what wasn't vegan, and how, how could I replace that? um and it I mean I knew there was um there was a butter you know that wasn't real butter it was vegan and um there were other options so I started looking for them in the stores um and we I I found Heinen's here in the low, in our area probably carried the most vegan options and I They had the field roasts there and all the meat substitutes, the dairy substitutes for baking and so forth. And I just went through my recipes and tried to figure out how I could make them vegan. And I believe you bought me a really nice recipe book. And um, I was able to go through there and try to make some of those recipes for him as well.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things that I remember is from, from very early on, you were, you were asking like, okay, what's the best vegan cheese? What, where can I find vegan mayo? And all these things that I think for a lot of people, they don't even realize that they can look for a a plant-based alternative to the dairy-based kind, but I remember one of my first trips back to Ohio. You, you guys took us to—I think it was like a very tiny little natural foods market, maybe in Oberlin. Do you remember that? And they had like vegan cheeses and all sorts of vegan stuff, and I was just blown oh, away that yeah, you had found <laughs> this little vegan natural foods gem that you were going to special to get foods that we could eat when we came home, and it just it was so heartwarming to be so cared for when we came and visited.
3: I found that you know, after he told me he was vegan and he had been vegan for a while, that now even today, every time I go to a restaurant, even though we're limited now with COVID nineteen pandemic, um, I would look at the menu and see if there was something there Dan could eat <laughs> or you could eat when you guys came home together. So that would be maybe some place we could visit when you came home. I was always on the lookout for restaurants that carried a lot of vegan options so that we could all go to dinner together. I still do that.
0: I love it. Yeah, you've introduced me to some places that they even have here in Sacramento. Um gosh, what's that place that we went with all of the plant-based meats that's like a, that's a chain? Um oh, gosh, I can't remember. I don't. I can't remember. But you've introduced me to places that I had never even heard of that Oh, we're really amazing and we've really loved. So thank you for doing that. Do you have any advice for parents who are in similar situations and um, feel like they suddenly can't feed their their children? And it just, like when they're in that period of just feeling uncomfortable, how to get over that? Well, first thing is not to panic the way I
3: did. (laughs) Take your time, think about it um there are so many different options look to see what you can replace things with it can be done you get better at it as you go along and let's see i i think that it's just a matter of looking at how you cook and making minor adjustments can make a lot of dishes vegan so just don't panic no it's going to be okay <laughs> and don't expect them to change their mind cuz most of the time they I
0: don't think they will did you think that at first when Dan came home like this is probably a phase he's also dating this girl now who's vegan <laughs> so
3: like maybe this will pass I, did. I actually did and i thought well we'll we'll do this for a while and see what happens later
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> and then he, you know he's stuck with it Yep. He stuck with it. And now fast forward more than a decade and now cousins are vegan, Holly and Heather and s- slowly, but surely you're I having know. to cook for more and more people, but it's kind of nice because now you have like, they know that your house is a haven for them because they're always going to have your Christmas cookies that you make vegan. And oh my gosh. I mean, can we just talk about the food for a quick moment Like when we come home? Because sure you live in Ohio, we live in California. And so the holidays are always sort of a sacred time where we're able to go back for the holidays and be with family. And you make all of this food that Dan has loved for since he was a little kid. And so you found replacements to be able to make your pumpkin rolls vegan, your fruit cake vegan, your cookies vegan, which actually that recipe written by or made by you is on World of Vegan now if anyone wants to like love, Mama wonderful. miller's recipe for cookies they're so good but not even that like spinach dip, onion dip um or yeah what what else have you veganized and how did that go uh
3: well vegetable dip for fresh vegetables if you want to that all that's all our holiday snacks actually is uh dips and cookies and sweets and stuff um and i I did the spinach dip, the vegetable dip, the chocolate chip cookies, we had oatmeal cranberry cookies, um all the good stuff. And then for regular food, I um had a recipe for spaghetti bake that I I've made for you guys. We had we've had sweet potato casserole and just I, do, I can't even remember what all else it's been. It's been a while. So
0: Even Papa but, Miller got in the game with a slow cooker vegan recipe for us from Tony's cookbook. <laughs> he did. He did. And
3: he loved that, that crockpot book, or that slow cooker book. Oh, That makes me so happy. So yeah, we always try to, we go, we go to those recipes when we know you guys are coming and Hopefully, we can make something good. And now that my two nieces are also vegan, they actually help making dishes that are vegan. They've been experimenting and making things on their own. So when they come here for picnics or holidays, they bring food with them. So everyone can share. Anybody who's vegan can share. So I have less stress because, <laughs> because they're actually helping. So, because they're partaking as well, so it's been it's actually gotten a lot easier. Michelle, are you helping too? Sometimes I know you guys are usually there for <laughs> Christmas.
1: Uh, I, I have a question for you, Joyce. Uh, what was everyone else thinking? I know you're Mama Bear, so you want to take care of your family and accommodate people. But what was your husband thinking, and everyone else you shared your table with? We've talked to some other. Friends of ours who had a similar experience, and sometimes family members are like, "What? No, thank you. Do not want to eat this hippie food. I'll go over here and eat my Thanksgiving turkey." Uh, so, when you started accommodating Dan and Michelle, what did your other family members say, and how did you give? Ev- how did
3: you take care of everyone? Well, actually, I would have actually two versions of a lot of things. My other son, my older son Andy and my husband would most likely not eat the vegan options if given a choice. They usually tease Dan and Michelle and (laughs) well especially Andy. And they um I would like if I had a vegan option, I'd have a regular option too for those who who wouldn't. Uh, partake but um, we've all found that the, the pastries and the desserts that are vegan are the most of them are better than regular versions they taste better they're awesome so when it comes to pastries or or sweets we found that cupcakes and cakes and cookies and breakfast rolls and cinnamon rolls, all those vegan options of those are actually better than the regular options. So we're not snobs with all this stuff. (laughs) Um, there's, I mean, my, my family, my husband, my other son will always love me, but, um, they, they understand
0: and not only that oh, but but Andy one year for christmas whipped out the best christmas present i've ever gotten from anyone probably which was this Really sweet note where he said he was gonna start doing Healthy Boy Wednesdays and eating vegetarian on Wednesdays for like a he yes. committed to that wow. for I think a year and I was like that's amazing and now it's like ten years later and he still does Healthy Boy Wednesdays so truly the best gift <laughs> yes
3: that is wonderful that is amazing yeah, he still does that that's real and he doesn't cheat because
0: he's been here on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> So looking now, um, now that you've had, I think it's been more than 13 years now since maybe, maybe, maybe more like 10 years since Dan came home and said he was going to be vegan. Do you feel comfortable with his health that he's getting everything, um, that the food's not scary and weird? Like, do you have a routine down? Like, how is it looking back for anyone who's stepping into this brand new and that stage of nervousness? How can they expect to feel down the line?
3: Oh, it, it'll be second nature after a little while. Once you get used to it, it's second nature. Uh, Dan looks good. His health seems well. He takes care of himself. If, you know, anytime he's ill, he'll run right. He'll go to a doctor to find out if there's an issue. He's not like your typical males who shy away from doctors. So <laughs> I believe that he's taking good care of himself. And I'm sure you're helping him, Michelle. But, um, he's yeah, I think that it's it's gonna become second nature, it'll get easier. you can I've even substituted things here at home when you guys aren't here. I no longer drink milk, dairy milk, I usually have almond milk at home, um, and the um what what is this, what brand of butter is that that we use um that's vegan. Yes, earth balance. I have that in my refrigerator all the time. I have uh vegan coffee creamers because my nieces come over for coffee. And so I, I do stock some stuff here that I use myself now. So I don't know that I would ever be vegan, but I I support that lifestyle.
1: And you've even made some small
3: changes, it seems, which are
1: which are um, over time really big changes. So the amount of the amount of good you're doing with just switching over your
0: milk and your butter is is very impactful. Well, thanks. I have to just say a huge thank you because when you marry someone, you're also marrying their family and you never really know what you're gonna step into. And especially as someone personally who has who is passionately vegan, who makes a lot of choices that are different from the norm, who (laughs) ends up sort of throwing a wrench in the normal routine of a family. It's a very nerve-wracking space to step in on when you just feel like you might be inconveniencing your partner's family. And I never once felt that way. You always went above and beyond to like make sure that I felt comfortable and that it was like sort of never spoken. It was never like a a thing. You never made anything weird. (laughs) And I so appreciate that. Um, And beyond that, I just... I don't think anyone can expect to have family members make a vegan version of every dish they make or even make sure that there's vegan options there for, for them. That's just like, you can't expect someone to start cooking differently just because of choices that you've made. But that that you did that and you went above and beyond with almost every single dish you made and even found us like, I think vegan ham that one year and vegan turkey and things yeah. to eat on Christmas morning. Like you really went you really put a lot of work and care into making sure that Dan and I were comfortable and cared for and fed and loving food. And so I just want to say a huge thank you because it really does mean the world.
3: Oh, you're so welcome.
1: Thank you again also for joining us on our show. We really appreciate it. And uh, and we hope to have you back one day.
3: <laughs> well, thanks, Tony. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot More comfortable than I expected it to be. It's not (laughs) something I would normally do, so this is my first time. So I imagine the longer you do it, the more comfortable you get.
0: Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And next, last, when we were all talking as a family on like our weekly Skypes, Andy was expressing some interest. Brother, Dan's brother Andy, in jumping on the show. So maybe he'll be next, but thank you so much. Happy first podcast and send oh, lots of love you. and hugs to Ohio.
1: That was fun for me to listen to Michelle. I think I, I, I know that I could feel the love between you and Joyce. And so I know our listeners will too. Uh, also, I realized when we were talking to Lisa, my stepmom, that we kept on saying farm when I was working on a farm, but it's really a farmed animal sanctuary. So that's why she said, oh, I could tell how much you loved the cow, whose name is Stanley. I really did love him and I love him. And I'll actually include a picture of us in our
0: show notes so you can love him too. Yes, and once the pandemic's over, if you listening have a chance ever in your life to visit a rescued farmed animal sanctuary or any animal sanctuaries, they are magical places. And a lot of times they do have events over the holidays too. Again, once the pandemic's over where you can visit with the animals and sometimes eat delicious vegan meals and meet other people. And they're so fun. So I encourage you to look out for those. Speaking of eating delicious food,
1: our episode is sponsored by our cookbook. Do you want to tell them a little bit
0: about it, Michelle? Yes, I do. The Friendly Vegan Cookbook is officially out. It is waiting for you. All you have to do is go and press order and it will show up on your doorstep. And we wrote this book to empower you to be able to cook delicious food for your friends, your family, anyone around you who may be a little skeptical of going vegan, who may be... Side eyeing your plant based food on the table. Anyone that you want to be able to serve up delicious food that just happens to be plant based, that's familiar and going to be loved, we wrote this book for you.
1: Yes, and also if you know anyone who is um, new to plant based eating, we know that it's the holiday season and it's a time for gift giving. And if if you want to share it, we think it's a really great resource for. Someone to have everything they need to get started on their plant-based journey.
0: Yeah, and not even that, but even just someone who would dip it, their toes into plant-based dishes. This was actually one of the things that inspired me to really want to make a cookbook because when I would go and visit Dan's family over the holidays, um, we're this is a big gift-giving family, so I'd be trying to figure out what to get as gifts for everyone. And I thought getting people in his family. Uh, a very non abrasive, non scary, non weird, normalized, but super delicious vegan cookbook was what I wanted to do. And I struggled a little bit finding one that I felt like was very approachable and fun and had was food that was going to turn out every time and satisfy their taste buds that were used to uh, standard American foods. And so when we were writing this book, that was in our minds, making sure that this is a book that we would feel comfortable giving to our friends and family who may not be vegan or may not ever want to go vegan, but want to just kind of explore and see what that food is all about. So yes, great gift option for the holidays. And um, yeah, if you want to learn more, you can visit friendlyvegancookbook.com. It's available on Amazon. It's available at bookstores. Anywhere books are st- sold, you can find the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. But not stalled. So please. <laughs> Don't
1: steal Sold, sold but not stalled,
2: please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Happy holidays, and we will talk to you soon. Love you, Bye. Lot. Bye.